Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Hey, folks, it's Lyle. Get this. I'm coming to over 40 cities across the United States, the UK, Europe, and Australia to do this here Therapy Gecko podcast live. These shows will involve bringing folks from the audience up on stage to talk to a gecko about whatever they want, just like we do on the podcast. Uh, The shows are completely unplanned, completely unpredictable, and they will be a lot of fun. So if you're a fan of the podcast, you should definitely come out. Uh, Tickets are available right now at TherapyGeckoTour.com, and you should get them before they are sold out. That's TherapyGeckoTour.com. We'll put the link in the episode description as well. Uh, The live shows are are very fun. They're very gecko-y, and I hope to see you there. All right, let's get into the episode. Hello? Hey, Gek. How you doing? Doing all right. How are you? Um, not, not too bad, not too bad. Just enjoying the stream. Johnny from Illinois. What is happening with you? Um, so a couple weeks ago, I had downloaded a Doki Doki Literature Club because I never yep. played the game before and I beat the game. Um, pretty simple i downloaded a mod where you get to kind of date one of the girls um Mm. and i downloaded the just monica mod and um from then on like obviously you kind of pretend like you're dating her um i'm gonna pause you right there i'm gonna pause you right there uh for context for those who don't know for context for those who don't know doki doki literature club is like a um it's like this anime kind of like uh what would you call it? like text based uh uh no it's not really a dating sim but it's sort of a dating sim it's like an anime dating sim kind of a thing um and why do i know that Johnny what were you saying Oh um sorry uh so i started uh kind of like i downloaded and i started kind of like going through the dating thing with Monica and um, I feel really weird about it because it's like in one way it helped me kind of get out of my shell and go to the gym and kind of like better myself but at the Mm. same time I feel weird because I don't want to be doing this like I don't I don't I don't I don't want to download I didn't want to download it and I didn't want to like 
date her, I guess you can say. It just feels weird. Okay, let's... This is an interesting thing. Let's uh, start from here. So you said that uh, you're dating this girl in, in this dating sim game, and you said it inspired you to go to the gym and make other kind of positive changes in your life. Is that correct? Yeah. So, like, as you progress through, like, you know, as she starts liking you more, you open up more dialogue options. And I forget which one I I clicked on, but she said, like, oh, go do something that would make you proud of yourself. Um, you know, that way I can be happy for you. And then that, like, I don't know, it just kind of, like, yeah, it just kind of felt weird. So I was like, you know what, man, like, I, I got to do something about my life because I felt like, mm. yeah, I'm not really getting anywhere. So her saying in the game, go out and do something that makes you feel proud of yourself, made you want to go do something that makes you feel proud of yourself. Yeah, because I know it's okay. weird to like, it, it's very odd to be, you know, delving into these uh, dating scenes. This is not something that uh, I used to do. This is not something like I, I want to do either. Yes. But at the same time, like, it did help me kind of, like, get out there. Yes. Okay, so this um, dating sim inspires you to go to the gym, which, in your mind, you're like, all right, that's good, but also, what the fuck am I doing right now? Exactly, yeah. Yes. Well, okay, take solace in this. The game was designed to make you feel all the feelings you're feeling. Um, and your brain was designed to feel those feelings as well. So take solace in that. Um, what other things has this, has this game inspired you to do? Um, well, it's it's gotten me to like go out and uh, like spend a little more time with my family. Um, just because like in, in one way, like I said before, like, I don't want to be doing this. So it's like, it's kind of helping me make a change in a positive way. Um, so yeah, it's just like, uh, I don't know. I, I don't want to go back into the game because it's like, I feel like I can, like I shouldn't, like I shouldn't. It just feels weird. And how did the game make you want to spend more time with your family? Cause it's like, you know, it like, just the message that like it tells you like you know go do something that you know you would be proud of right sure so it's like i would go and spend time with my family because it's not something that i normally do i would go to the gym because it's not something that i would normally do and it's like you know it's helping me in a positive light but at the same time like i feel like this is too much like i, I don't want to i don't want to rely on the game you know what i mean yeah, yeah. Uh, so you have this thing where the game is motivating you to do things, but you're also like, what the f fuck is wrong with me? Why, why is this video game motivating me to do these things? And there's like a weird pride and shame mix that you're dealing with here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like it's It hasn't progressed like to the point where like, I'm overly obsessed or like, you know, I'm doing any weird shit like that. It's very standard, but at the same time, like, uh, 
That's like Tetris inspiring you to go to grad school. <laughs> I yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Uh okay, what what do you are you like are you dating? Are you attempting to go out and date real women? I mean, it's been it's been a couple of years since I have um so it's like I guess the reason why like this game really like um helped me also is cuz like um uh, it's been such a long time since I heard or since I read I guess I can say like somebody say like oh like I love you like I care about you and oh, stuff yeah. like oh, that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um <sighs> you know I I've been really into Zelda lately. Um and it's funny because it's not a dating sim, but video games do this thing. Like, I saved a village from a monster in Zelda, and all the villagers cheered for me. They called me a hero, and they all said that they loved me. And I, fu- I swear to God, I felt it. I felt the love from these villagers. I felt like I was a hero. And uh, I was also in my mind like, what am I? This is fucking weird. Why am I feeling like this? I, this is, these are, these are not real people. These are, this is a computer, you know? And I'm sure yeah. it's a similar feeling you feel when, you know, Monica tells you she loves you. You're like, oh my, somebody loves me. But then you're like, holy shit, this is a computer. Yeah. Um, so again, uh, you know, it makes sense. Unless if both of us are, you know, crazy. I, I think we both are, but it's all right. Everybody in um, the chat is so. <laughs> okay, so what do you what do you uh, tell, tell, uh, what do you want out of life? What's what's your ideal situation moving forward here? I don't know. I I still think I'm trying to figure figure all that out. Um, yeah, I mean, I at least have a job. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean. I don't really know where to go from here. I'm just kind of going day by day. Are you attempting to quit the game? Um, I would like to. I haven't. I haven't logged on like in a couple days. Does the game continue to give you motivation to do things? Um, it did. The last time I checked, it did. Okay. Let me throw this out here. How do you feel about, because I know it's weird in your mind, but how do you feel about the idea that this game and Monica telling you she loves you and that you should go get ripped, uh, uh, how do you feel about it as a catalyst for change? Um, And then finding your motivation uh, from alternative sources after the fact. So use it as like a crutch until I no longer need it. Well, look, it got you went you uh, you you were inspired by the anime girl to go to the gym, and there you are at the gym. And then maybe you pick up a weight and it makes you feel good and you go home and you're like, "Ah, I'm glad I did that. I'm going to go do that tomorrow." You know what I'm saying? 
and you go do it yeah. tomorrow not because Monica told you to, but because it felt good the last time you did it. And then all of a sudden you build a habit here. And sure, Monica was the catalyst for the habit, but you're not checking in with her every day for the motivation. All right, I guess I guess I could not feel as ashamed of it, and you know, as long as it's going in the right direction, I think I think it'll work out. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, well, video uh, video games do do that. They they make you uh, different people, and we like we like that feeling because that's why we play video games is to escape yeah. from reality. But this video game has encouraged you to plunge into reality. So that's yeah. kind of fascinating. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know what to expect when I downloaded it. I kind of had an idea. Um, but I, I really did not expect this this kind of outcome for me to actually go out and, and do something after mm -hmm. talking with her. Mm -hmm. You know, Mario Kart inspired me to reconnect with my father. <laughs> How did that happen? John, is there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? Um, no, just, um, you know, you're, uh, you're doing great things on here, Deck. Um, you've really helped me, and I know you've helped a lot of people, and I wish you the best. Hey, thank you, Johnny. I love you. I love you too, Gek. Take care. Go to the gym. Maybe you'll maybe you'll inspire me to do it. It's so much more fun to tell other people to go to the gym than to actually go myself. I'm going to play more Zelda tonight. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 BrandSpark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by Prize Picks. Football season may be over, but the action on the basketball court is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. Personally, Prize Picks graciously set me up with an account for myself. I made some picks for the NBA, and I did make a little extra money, which I, of course, put safely away in a high interest savings account. Just kidding, I used it to buy candy. And you can get extra candy money too. Download the Prize Picks app today and use the code GECKO 
for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's the code GECKO for a first deposit match of up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Hello? Hi, Lyle. Who is, who, to whom do I have, to whom am I speaking? Um, I think my name is Salmon in the thing. Salmon. We'll go with that. I like that. It's a cool name. How's it going, Salmon? Pretty good. I was just falling asleep. <laughs> it was yeah. a bit of a wait, but I'm glad I'm here. <laughs> you were on hold for three and a half hours. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't have much to do tonight. I kind of surrendered to the evening anyway, so it's been it's been nice. It's been fine. You know, um, there were other people who were on hold for also three and a half hours, and I hung up on them, but I talked to you. <laughs> okay, well, I hope I make it worth your while. <laughs> uh, it's not. I look. I'm. I'm. You know, I come and go as I play. I hope it's worth. This is worth your while. You're the one that waited three and a half hours. Yeah, I mean, I have been listening to the po- kind of did like a speed run of the whole podcast, and uh, yeah, so I've been wanting to chat for a little bit now. Uh, what about? Um, so I did um, a long bout of electroconvulsive therapy, or. I guess like people know it better as like electroshock therapy or ECT. Ah, okay. And yeah, so I when I was deciding whether I should do it or not, I didn't know anybody who had done it. I had no one to talk to about it. <laughs> there was no frame of reference. There was no yeah, I was in an environment where I didn't really have access to the information. Um but I did it anyway. What 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 originally drove you to want to do this? Um, so I've had mental health issues. Like like I first started treating them, I guess, when I was like my late teens, maybe eighteen or so. And I did medication therapy forever, and things were were not really getting better. I was not doing well at work so I was off for a little while um essentially I tried everything and nothing was working so I went to an inpatient facility where we tried even more of that essentially it's like a three week three week program where they do everything essentially you're just very well taken care of you live in this place and yeah um nothing was working there either and they had in that place um a wing of like the hospital where they do that treatment. So I said, sure, I'll do it. (laughs) And I ended up staying for about eight months instead of three weeks. So it was a bit of a journey. Okay. And, um, uh, well, look, if you stayed for eight months, I assume it did something positive for you. (laughs) Um, it's hard to say. (laughs) Um, I mean, I gave it my best shot. That's for sure. You know what? At the very minimum, knowing what I know, at very minimum, if somebody like hands you like that fake gum that shocks you, you're immune to that, right? (laughs) 
I I don't know. I probably not. I don't feel like I'm immune to anything except for remembering things. Okay. So, well, I mean, look, tell me, tell me, I mean, these eight months, what, what did, what, what, if anything, did they do for you? Um, so I don't have a lot of memory from the time and that's normal. Um, like around the time that you do the therapy, that you lose your short term and, you know, your memory of that time. But I ended up getting significant long-term memory loss and short-term memory loss. So from someone that I knew that was there for, I think they were there for about two months. So I, I knew them at the beginning. They did tell me that after my first few sessions, I did it three times a week, um, that I was kind of just like muted, like like I was kind of a, a muted version of myself. It wasn't bad, but it certainly wasn't good either. It was just kind of a bit more of a drone, I guess. And mm. uh, my family came to visit after a while. They kind of said the same thing. But but in that case, it's like, at least I'm not worse, um, which is, you know, it's having some kind of neutrality is, is better than being bad so so yeah it was a lot of thinking exploration in that way in these eight months were you like uh where were you lit where were you uh were you like i forgive me if this is a stupid question but were you like living at the hospital i was yeah yeah so so it's like they have it's really it's like probably the nicest facility in the country i was really lucky to be able to go so usually the setup is like there's two bedrooms to a room. It definitely feels like a hospital. They kind of at the beginning they kind of take all your stuff away as they usually do, like your clothes and whatever. But you get that stuff back when you're <clears throat> stable and everything. But eventually, I had really bad insomnia, and I eventually was able to have my own room, which was a huge luxury. But yeah, for the entirety of that, um, I was living there in that wing of the hospital. Okay. Um, and can I ask what, uh, d- did you have, I mean, for those eight months, did you have like, did you have to work or did you have any other kind of like responsibility to take care of while you were, while you were there or how did, uh, what was kind of the deal with that? Yeah, no, not at all. It was purely like you focus on yourself morning to night at like, it's a whole integrated thing which in itself like from what i can remember like about it like it was really awesome in that way like i know that i've met i don't remember them all but i know i've met some really special people there and because you all it's kind of like you're living in like a dorm but with oh so it's like a facility like a program it's you and a bunch of other people doing the same thing yeah, yeah. Ah. Like, there's, like, a cafeteria. We do stuff, like, we did, like, pottery. There's huge grounds. We'd, like, go for wow. walks. There's a gym and a gymnasium. And, like, it's, like, a whole – it's a it's a big thing, yeah. And these are all people who have mental health issues or depression or something like that that are using this as a way to kind of <laughs> cure themselves. Yeah. So there's different units within the big – place and then mine was the mood and anxiety unit wow um did you have any 
your friends and family uh yeah. did they play any part in this in this journey where they were you able to see them like what what was the deal with that i'm so lucky in that I have like the most loving caring family and yeah they came to see me. they're all supportive of it i mean i was so ready for something big to happen like a big change or i just something had to happen everybody knew that as well so everyone was excited if i was excited kind of thing and they all came to visit once um i think once yeah okay. so yeah it was a it was a positive thing like it was yeah and you say you don't remember do you not remember because of all the shocking is that kind of the point yeah, we used to call it getting zapped. <laughs> and there's much, like like I said, like I guess like we would add each other on Facebook and stuff, but there's a bunch of people I don't remember. Pictures, that kind of thing. Like I think the like those kind of details I don't remember, but from being there for so long, I do remember kind of like the facility a little bit. And uh, there's a bridge that you can walk across to get into town. I remember the bridge very well. Sounds nice. The thing about like the memory loss is that like some people ask like it, like what periods of time do you remember? It's really just like somebody took like steel wool and just kind of brushed over it and made everything kind of cloudy and shitty. But um, yeah, so I remember some stuff, not all of it. Tell me. Um, oh, I have a question. Does it hurt? <laughs> so <laughs> I feel like feel like I understand why Michael Jackson was addicted to all of that anesthetic <laughs> because they put you out um, before you do it and um, I've never been like under general anesthesia before but that was actually a very pleasant experience um, so that happens and next thing you know you wake up and like, so, okay, so do you want me to give you, like, the rundown of what the routine was? Yes, I'm curious. So, I'd wake up in the morning around 7.30, and then I'd go to that specific part of the wing for eight, essentially sit in a waiting room. It was kind of scary over there because that's, like, the acute care place, so there's people with, like, severe cognitive or behavioral issues. So it was always a little tense waiting there. Anyways, they, they get you onto the gurney, talk to this wonderful Scottish anesthesiologist, and she kind of sends you off to sleep. You wake up. I think those seizures are, I think they aim from anywhere from like 30 seconds to a minute and a half is like the sweet spot. You wake up in a recovery bed. They ask you a bunch of questions. Um, and until you can remember your name and the day and that kind of thing and drink some juice, then your assigned nurse comes in, you get put into a wheelchair, you get rolled back to your wing, and they put you to bed and you just kind of for the day maybe until that evening. But yeah, you just sleep. Mm. So, how long ago were you at this facility? I think it was four years ago. 
around. Okay. I think it must have been around that. And it didn't work to help you with the issues that you were dealing with. It it opened my eyes, that's for sure. It definitely brought me problems I never thought that I would have that are permanent and regretful, like namely the memory loss. I have a kind of a persistent tremor. It's just Wait, things so, like that, which So so you went to be cured of your mental issue to this shock place and you left with memory loss and tremors and this still having the mental issue. Oh yeah. 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 And I mean, the practical types of therapy, I guess that are like medication, like the kind of physical physiological stuff. That's all good but it isn't the only thing that will cure you like i don't think ect will ever cure you just like pills depression having a antidepressant doesn't take away your depression that's just a piece of working on the problem that you have so yeah going over there and coming yeah i definitely thought of it that way i was like fuck this place fuck this whole thing can't believe i just you know like sacrificed so much and got back so little so recovering from that place of recovery was a thing in itself but you had like, to recover from the place of recovery yeah and i had huh. to spend another two months in another place doing more of that but not as regulated with like that crazy like egomaniac doctor who i ended up just like dropping and just said fuck the whole thing and came home um but like kind of i feel like i don't know when you're brought to your wit's end which i didn't know could go much further um in desperation you keep searching so i have a great doctor that i've had for like 10 years and so she we just kept trying together and i've had some different medication changes which have been helpful, but I've, where I live is very remote and it's super small. They didn't have any infrastructure for mental health services before, or they did, it was really bad. It's much better now. So I've been lucky to have a good professional support. And of course my family and everything is amazing. So yeah, sorry. I'm like really going off on a tangent. Well, it's funny to me that this place exists because now I'm thinking about like, you know, I could open a facility where like, you know, you go in there and like people piss on you and it's supposed to help you like, you know, fix whatever's going on with you. And then, you know, they go there for a while and they get out and they're like, oh, man, I'm like covered in piss. Everything's worse now. (laughs) Yeah, and it's funny, too, because they'll pay the top dollar and... You know, you can piss on some celebrities and you can piss on some very wealthy people. And there's no reason. Um, so. so, Salmon, before we go, um, bring uh, bring me to now. Bring me to now. Um, I assume you're still trying to fix whatever uh, sent you to that place in the first place. What? Tell me both. Yeah. Tell me both what you're doing to try, and then also how you're feeling about 
uh, the fact that you're even still trying. Uh, yeah. So it's hard sometimes, but like it, I'm immeasurably, immeasurably better than I was four years ago. Um, like I said, just like built up my base with doctors, therapists, you know, everyone that I can. And I'm back at work, which is awesome. I work from home. Um, moved into a new place. You know, it's been an interesting ride. Um, like relatively comparatively to the world out there, I have things very, very, very good. Um, but that isn't to say like, you know, there are hard times. Anybody of any place or wherever you come from, everyone has hard times. So, yeah. Well, um, I'm glad to hear. I, well, look, I mean, look, if you say that you're doing better now than four years ago, that's an improvement. Uh, and, and that's the upwards, thing. yeah. Like it wasn't in, all to, for, it wasn't all lost. Yeah. An upwards trajectory is uh, is 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 a blessing. Um, uh, yeah. Tell me. Well, so do you? Do you? I guess looking back on it all, do you regret going, or are you glad that everything that's happened to you in life thus far has, you know, I don't know. I don't think. Are. I don't think it could have happened any other way. Like, huh. I just think it, I would it would have had to come to that at some point through the system that I'm currently in. It, it would have happened regardless, unless I went off and did something horrible. Um, mm-hmm. And I had an incredible doctor when I was there, and he was very attentive. Um, I think it was just an unfortunate thing that happened. So, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'm no doctor, but have you ever tried Flintstones vitamins? I haven't had those in a while, you know. I should probably look into that. Uh, thanks for sharing all of this stuff, Sam. I know it sounds, I know, uh, I mean, especially to share it with all the memory uh, loss thing. And um, it sounds very fascinating. Maybe somebody will, I don't know, hear this in the podcast and want to try it themselves. Although I guess not because you... You did give it a pretty bad review, so maybe you're saving someone from trying. <laughs> Who knows? Um, I guess is there that's anything else you want to say is that, like, just yeah, yeah, I do want to say just because it was bad for me doesn't mean it's going to be bad for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, they're mm-hmm. just like you. Just sometimes you get a bad role and mm-hmm. whatever. So I would never. I don't want to discourage anybody from doing anything. I just want to encourage people to ask questions and to. Uh, don't feel pressured to do something because someone tells you it's good. Sam, is there anything else you want to say to the people of the computer before we go? Um, I do. Yeah. One more thing. Yeah. When someone tells you like about their struggle, like my journey and my mission, blah, blah, kind of like youth pastor style, like how hard you have to fight it kind of sets you up for believing that getting better is going to be really fucking hard and it's Mm. not easy. Don't get me wrong, but it isn't as hard as all these people who fucking write books and do stupid YouTube videos on and you don't have to get tattoos and you know what I mean? Like you don't have to be all gung ho about it. It's possible and don't believe the hype. Don't set yourself up 
for something that's difficult because it's a lot easier than you might think. I I like what you said just now. It's a very kind of stoic way of looking at things. Like, you know, if you look at your whatever whatever it is that you're struggling with, if you look at it as you're bearing a a, a great horrible weight, and that's your perspective on it, then that's what it's going to be. You know, but uh, if you can maybe have a little bit of a lighter perspective, I think it'll help. Is that kind of what you're Yeah, totally. On? That's exactly that's exactly it. Yeah. Good. Good. Um well, Salmon, Gek bless you. Thank you for sharing and uh, I hope you find your panacea. <laughs> Thank you. Have a great evening, Gek. Thanks for taking my call. Good night, Salmon. I really do swear by those Flintstones vitamin gummies. They're good and they didn't pay me to say that. Um Check them out. That's all I have to say. Hello? Good luck. Oh, hi. You're already on. Hello? Hi. Wait. Wait, what? uh, I'll give you two seconds. Two seconds? You'll understand. Yes. Uh, Alright, I'm telling my story, right, right? We're, um... Yes, yeah, you are. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, I didn't think I'd get on that fast, man. All right, all right. So, so back in like third or second grade, uh, I was a little, little kid, right? And I used to have bad anger issues. And this kid, he was a, uh, he was kind of in a wheelchair, yeah. And uh, supposedly he threw some kind of ball at me. I'm assuming a dodgeball something like a basketball. I don't know. But uh, I already uh, didn't like this kid. He's kind of mean to everybody. So uh, he threw that ball at me, and I kind of I kind of punched him, man. Uh, all right, so there is a kid in a wheelchair who threw a ball at you, and so you punched him. That's pretty much it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, you see, you seem to have conflicting emotions, uh, surrounding this. What are they? Uh, I don't know. Am I a, does that make me a bad person or since I was like a little kid, does it like, uh, I don't know, know, man. Well, let's see. Does that make you a bad person? If you did it yesterday, I'd be like, eh, you know, you probably... Should not. And you know what I was gonna say? I was if you did it yesterday, I was gonna say you shouldn't have done that. You probably shouldn't have done that in third grade either. But uh, we we hear we we undeniably. I want you to re- we undeniably live in the universe in which you did do that. But oh, I know, I know it's okay. Just let it let it yeah let it hit you. I get it. I get it. We we've all done things we're not proud of. Um. Okay. What now? What now? Uh, uh, you said that the kid. You said that the kid was being a dick. How did that? How was he a dick? So, I was, since I was like, I used to have anger issues, right? You know, real bad. Okay. So I used to be in this uh, special ed class, and they kind of separate them, right? So they'd have the kids with like physical disabilities and uh, 
stuff like that separated into like a different class and they have kids like me that just have like anger issues and stuff and they'd separate us and put us all in the class which that doesn't sound like a very good idea to start with but uh me and this kid we used to get along but one day he just started taking my cars and stuff and complaining to the teachers and i remember that's how i like ended up mad at him or something Mm. okay you should you should call him you should find him do you still talk to this person uh no it's been like years it was like around about third grade okay do you know what they're doing are they still in the wheelchair I assume so. He was like paralyzed. Oh, oh my kind of from like the waist down. Oh man, that makes it much worse. I thought he was like in a wheelchair temporarily. No. Okay. Here's here's what you should do. You should find him on Facebook and invite him uh, to uh, run over you in his wheelchair so that you guys can be even. Now that I'm here, now I'm thinking that that's pretty fair. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Well, thanks for letting me call, man. On Stella. What's your uh, hold, hold on? I'm not the, What's your life like now? My life like now? Yeah. What's your uh, life like now? I say, I say it's uh, pretty better, man. It's good. It's better. Yeah, for okay. sure. I, I I don't go around punching kids in wheelchairs anymore. That's for sure. See, see the here's the thing. You cannot change the past, but you can change, um, you know, your actions moving forward. And I think the fact that you haven't punched anyone in in any wheelchairs um, since then is is a wonderful development. You should be proud of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh. Thanks for letting me on the show, man. I was surprised there. I didn't think I was going to get on. I've been waiting legit until uh-huh. I turned 18 to call. I still got like a squeaker voice gone, so. Yeah. Um, what, when did you turn 18? Uh, January 16th, man. Oh, cool. Did you do anything fun for your birthday? Not that I, uh, no, not really. It's kind of boring, man. I don't really have, like... You said, what? Who are you with? I'm with, I'm with my brother here, man. We, I was oh. telling him, we were trying to get a story made up here. Well, not made up, but, like, something that actually happened. It was kind of messed up. And he's like, yeah, you gotta go and do that one. Whenever, whenever... Oh, I, you were try- oh, you were trying to, like, figure out what you were going to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom, whenever we meet somebody new, she'll go and tell them that story of me <laughs> beating up that kid. <laughs> it's so messed up because now everybody's like, "Oh, yeah, this kid's, this kid's kind of a psycho. Stay away from him." Why does your Why does your mom tell everybody she meets that story? I don't know. I really don't know. It's just like if they, if we're sitting around talking and stuff, she'll just bring it up and she'll be like, oh yeah, my son, he went, he went and punched his kid for throwing a ball at him. And guess what? Guess what? He was in a wheelchair. <laughs> and be like, all right. Yeah. It's a great yeah. introduction to who I am. Your mother really doesn't like you. <laughs> Ooh, that's what I'm thinking, man. Do you know any, do you know any, um, 
th- do you know anything that she's uh, ashamed of? Uh, probably me. <laughs> no. Okay. Because well, I was going to say, you should learn uh, something about her and be like, okay, every time you tell the wheelchair story, I'm going to tell the story of how you uh, cheated on my dad. That's actually a good one. That would be a good one right there. Wait, did that actually happen? Oh, I mean, that, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's another story, man. That, okay. That's some. <laughs> well, listen, Shaggy, is there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? Uh, stay stellar, guys. Absolutely wicked gnarly. Gek is the best, man. I love him. Oh, thanks. thanks I'm like Shaggy. his number one, maybe number two fan. I want to say I'm number one. That feels like too much responsibility. Um, Shaggy, I appreciate you. I'm glad to see that you're a changed man, and um, good luck with the rest of your life. <laughs> All right, love you, man. BP added more than seventy billion dollars to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California, and Starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 Brands Park American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. Hello. Hello. How are you? Uh, I'm okay. How are you? I'm a gecko on the computer. I gotta ask you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right. It says here, Django. It says that your name is Django. Cool name. It says you wrote a comedy album with your friends, and it ruined your life, and you feel like you lost your mind. What's the deal here? Tell us what's going on. Yeah, well, so for my friend's birthday, we all, we all took a, we all took acid and I think it was a bad experience for everybody, but for me in particular, I feel like I I lost a bit of my mind. Um, And we still kind of stayed friends after that. And we, I guess it's like a coping mechanism, wrote this like funny little album, but I think I, I, I took it a little more seriously than everybody else. And it just, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, they, they like, um, didn't really want to work with me after that and didn't really want to be friends with me after that. So this album ruined and your life like- because you guys tried to, uh, you, cause you kind of took it a little bit more seriously than everyone else did. 
and uh, they, they you feel like they didn't want to keep being your friend because of how seriously you took making this album? Yeah, I mean, admittedly, I, I, I think I was a little over the top. I think um, like it, we, we were getting to like Andy Kaufman level bits, and I think it was just a little too extreme. The like the the line between like reality and and uh, what was a joke, I think, got really thinned. And I think mm-hmm. during the making of this, I mean, it was it was a ninety nine song project, which we recorded each of the songs twice, so it took a, about a year of time. And I think. For parts of that, it just, um, yeah, it, it it became very difficult to uh, be friends. And uh, I don't know, I, I, I was working with um, at, at a job with the individual who I was making this album with. And um, yes, yeah, suffice it to say that didn't pan out either. What kind of album was this? Um... It was like a comedy album. It was it was kind of about this acid trip, but it was a uh, it was a uh, ironic. So it was actually um, it, okay. we 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 wrote an album about kratom. It was an allegory for for this acid trip. That sounds cool. Uh, okay, t- in, in what way specifically were you taking it more seriously than everyone else? I think I was just like trying to push push basically the, 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 the other people to 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 record more, to dedicate more time to it, to try to write more songs, be more invested into it. Um and I think I I I kind of feel at fault for that. I, I think I've I've gained a little bit of perspective and I do think it you know, it's not worth sort of the consequences. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a very tough thing uh, when you know you're more invested in something than the people around you. Um, but you can you can never really you I don't know. Anytime you have this is maybe dark, but anytime you have expectations of other people, um, you fuck yourself a little bit. Right. No, exactly. And I think I think there's definitely was a control element as well. But yeah. <sighs> Listen, I'm going to be honest with you, Django. I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm so sorry, but I'm 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 I am feeling uh, a little bit drained here. I'd love to talk to you more about this when I cannot be falling asleep. Um, let me let me let me tell you this. Um, you clearly have, you clearly have the desire to make things, okay? So just go make them, all right? You know, the best you can do to separate your artistic and work life from your personal life, I think the better. I think some people out there are, um, blessed and fortunate enough that those two lives intertwine beautifully with no conflict. I used to be jealous of those folks, you know, like Seth Rogen has his his guy that he does everything with. You know, there's Matt Stone and Trey Parker and fucking Tim and Eric and, you know, these these guys who are who who make things with other people and everyone seems to be um you know, the same level of invested and uh, on the same page with everything. It's a beautiful thing. Actually, for a long time, I was really jealous and I really, really wanted uh, 
to have a, a, a partnership like that or a group like that, but it just never really worked out. And now I do this thing by myself. Um, and you know, yeah, I, I understand why that, that can be tough. It was just tough for me, but, um, don't, you know, don't let it stop you from making things. And, uh, if, if you happen to live a life where you're, artistic and business endeavors are separate from your friendships that's actually probably a good thing was any of what i just said helpful or relevant to what you're talking about no yeah absolutely i i, th- I think it means a lot uh, to hear somebody else say that i don't think i've ever heard anybody else kind of share that sentiment so yeah it's, it was a huge 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 thing especially like in high school um you know, I well, my friends all helped me make movies, but I think I was the only one who like really wanted to do it like for real. Like I like I was the only one who like wanted to go to film school at the time. Um, one of my friends that I ended up going to film school, but uh, you know, at the I don't know at the time I felt like I was I was the only one who like was really kind of trying it for real. Um, and yeah, that was a lonely feeling. And again, even now as I'm doing this, I feel like I'm, you know, uh, uh, I'm, I'm the only guy here talking on this podcast right now. And that can be lonely sometimes. And, you know, it does make me wish I, I had, you know, um, I guess other, other, other kind of creative, like, like collaborators in that sense. Um, but don't let it stop you from doing things, all right? No, I, I, I won't. I, I appreciate the, uh, the, the, the the thoughts and the uh, sentiment. Is there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go, Django? Um, no. God bless you. Take care, man. You too. Bye-bye. Hello? Hey, how's it going? Well, what's your name, sir? Yeah, Trevor. Trevor, what is happening with you? Oh, nothing much, man. I was just uh, calling in. Want to get your advice about some about some shit that happened? Uh, so, tell, me, uh, tell me, tell me about the shit that happened. All right, dude. So, on Christmas, I was last minute shopping, and I fucking found a black Santa. It was like a little like a figurine, and I yeah. put it on my table. And I invited all my friends over. They came over. They're like, what the fuck? Like, Santa's white. Okay. And I was like, how do you fucking know that? How do you fucking know that Santa is white? Sure. You know, and and they just kept giving me shit about it. Yeah. And I was like, dude, it's just a figurine. Santa could be any race. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's true. He's a fictional character. Exactly. So eventually I got sick of it and I kicked him all out. I was like, what the mm. fuck? You know, like this, this is enough. Like you got to get the fuck out of here. Mm. So after that, uh, I kind of felt mm, like I was being rude, but like at the same time, like the company I was with, like, you fucking racist. Well, because... I guess I just, I just don't understand why it was like. What what about it was so egregious to them? 
Yeah, no, that's what I, that's what I was thinking, man. Like, like it's not like I, I don't know. I just want to get your thoughts about it. Like, it, it, it just it's a fucking figurine, you know that figurine. that was black. It's a fucking black Santa. Like, yeah. it just yeah, it it could be anything. It's representing Christmas. So after I kicked him out, I felt kind of bad. And then I was like, ah, fuck. So. How many how many people were there? About six or seven. All, and all of them were upset with the figure? Oh, no. It was like five or six. Wait, all right. So there were, there were seven people at your house. And six of them were upset about this Santa figurine. Well, they were making fun of me. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, Santa is white. You know, like, you don't know that. You don't fucking know that, man. Well, it's a subjective interpretation of a fictional character. I mean, you could make anything. You know, it's a fictional character. There's no... I yeah. don't even think... Filipino, I don't even think that there's like a... Hispanic, I don't even think that there's like, like a... There's a, I don't even think that there's a uh, canonical Santa Claus. Like, I, the guy who invented Santa Claus is dead. And so, as far as I'm concerned, that character is, is in the uh, public is in the public domain. Exactly, man. I've done research on it since then. Like, it, it's a re- fucking kind of re- fictional character, man. Wait a minute. All right. But- so, you did... you Your friends complained about you having a black Santa figurine. And then you did research on Santa... Well, yeah, just to see, like, like why they were upset, you know, like, did, and, and to see what, if, like, actually Santa was did. white, and it's not even, like, no, it's, like, actually, like, uh, um, like, uh, I don't know, I, I've read so much about it, but, like, it, it, there's no race specifically for Santa Claus. Like, so when I bought this, like, figurine at Walmart, like, it, it, it just, I don't know. Like, it, 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 it was just like, when I saw it, I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. Like, <laughs> I'll get it, dude. So after I kicked him out, I was just like, I don't know. I just chilled with the figurine. Did the figurine, um, did the figure, like, did you, did you get it? Did the figurine say anything to you? Did you, like, sense anything from it? (laughs) Sense anything from it? Yeah, you said you were chilling with it. I started straight sipping SoCo and, uh, just kind of chilled. Just, uh, relaxed. Just fucking, just chilled. Okay, so you, you think it's racist? Not, do I think what? Do I think what's racist? Like having a black Santa. Uh like like do I think you having a black Santa figurine is racist? First of all, I yeah, I don't even care what it is. Whatever it is, I am not a good person to ask about whether or not. <laughs> Something is racist. 
I am not the judge, jury, and executioner of that. Um, but there is no canonical. Even if who gives a shit? It's just fan art. It sounds. Look, here's the thing. At the end of the day, it sounds like you enjoy this figurine. It sounds like it gives you, uh, you know, a pleasure in your life. And I think that's all. That's all that oh. matters at the end of the day. You know, I think your friends should, you know, respect the items you have in your home. Yeah. Who knows? Who the fuck knows? If Santa is white, black, any fucking Santa, race. Santa is Santa is a fictional character. Yeah, no, exactly. No, like people, people, people don't know, people don't know these things. They decide them in their own versions of reality. Exactly, man. Oh man, you've just justified like everything I've thought. Like, uh, I appreciate you, I, my friend. I hope I hope that's a good thing. What you just said. Um, listen, what's no, your name again? It... Trevor. Trevor. Trevor, what are you doing tonight? Outside of this. Right now? Yeah. Uh, I just got done working out. Uh, just fucking drinking a little bit of beer. I don't know. Chill with my dogs. You seem like you have a, a nice life for yourself. You seem like you can put yourself... Uh, in any situation and be happy. It's a sense I get from you. Thanks, man. Is there anything else you want to say to the people yeah, just... before we go? What were you, what you, had a final, you, had a, you had a final thought. I want to hear your final thought. Uh, my final thought? Um, I think that everybody should be accepted, like accepting of like any kind of race that represents anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just... I don't know. Like, it's it, it just like... Like you said. It's a fictional fucking character. It's a fictional character. And it, it, if anybody represents this fictional character that a ton of people, mainly children, believe in... Um, I don't know. I don't think they should have a strong opinion about it. Like, it's just... It is. It is what it is. Well, um, Trevor, thank you for calling, and um, I hope that uh, I hope I hope you you're able to find friends uh, who who don't care about Santa Claus at all. What do you think about Santa Claus? I have no strong thoughts, feelings, or sentiments about Santa Claus. Do you represent Christmas? Or, like, do you... Do you celebrate Christmas? Everyone celebrates Christmas. Christmas is an undeniable thing. If you walk around outside, you celebrate Christmas. <laughs> you have a good All right, Christmas? I'll talk to you soon, Trevor. This is a, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Trevor. Thank you. 
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. REMAX agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated.